You guys remember the Saturday Night Live uh, fake commercials for uh, Colin Blow and Super Colin yes. Blow? <laughs> Colin yes. Blow. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of unloading, Game Time, the back-to-back podcast brought to you by Game Time. Dave, is this your go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets? Because it's mine. It's the easiest to use, so yes. Ticket prices, they drop right before the game starts. You know, you could be out there illegally scalping tickets if you wanted to. That is the wrong way to do it. They'll steal your money. They'll run away. That's not happening with game time. They track prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. They're able to show you the best last-minute deals. Jade, guess the percentage that this can that this can be off. The tickets can be off. Guess the percentage. Mm, oh, man. Let me think about this. 40. 40%. 40%? Not quite. It's a, a good percentage. Dave, you got to guess? Four, 41 41 that's price is right rules but still not correct john you gotta you gotta guess one percent well you went lower so that's yeah going the wrong direction um was you you gotta guess uh percent oh jesus christ was all right that's right was 60 percent off up to 60 percent off for the last-minute deals that you need. Oh, John, what's a Timberwolves game they might win? Nah, never mind. What's a Timberwolves oh. game that's coming up at home? Wednesday night, baby. Oh, those fans, you want to go see Gobert versus Cat at the Target Center? Game time's got you. Game time is going to give you the absolute best deal possible. It's just two taps and you check out. Two taps, you checked out, you got the tickets. You don't have to worry about a scalper running away with your money. Um, but it's not just that. They've got concerts. They've got uh, your favorite artists, your favorite theater shows, Jade. Yeah, you know the theater. Oh, you better believe it. I'm going. I'm going to see uh, Aladdin in New York. And you got those tickets with Game Time because they gave you the best game time. deal possible. Theater time. Theater time. Yeah, you do call, call it theater, theater time. time right game Time app is simple, <laughs> quick, easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or the App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to sixty percent. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the Back to Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Is your dad's head really big, or is it just big? Uh, it's like my size, so yeah. It's I mean, it's a big head. Does he, does, does he need like large XL or XL double XL? No, no, no. Think? Large XL should be fine. All right, because it's a yeah, flex he'll, fit. Yeah, he'll be fine with that. Dave, are you a? Do you have a gargantuan head too? Uh. Yeah, or is it just a big head? Yeah, big head or is it gargantuan? I think it's just a big head. I don't have like what's the guy's name? Tony Robbins. I don't have one of those things going on. He's got banana it, hands. Dude, that guy like has the biggest fucking head in the history yeah. of heads. What are <laughs> you could put you could put his I stole, head? I stole, I stole that what from the, Shallow How. I stole that from banana, Shallow How. Yeah. What I mean, it's like his fingers are like the size of bananas. Yeah, yeah you could hands. put oh. his head on Easter Island and it would just fit right in. It's the largest head in the world. Oh, that really got oh, you, dude. That was funny. <laughs> Never heard that. I think you can thank uh, Jack Black for that. Yeah, at one point Tony Robbins reaches for him in Shallow How. He goes, "What the hell are you doing, banana hands?" <laughs> oh, it's such a good movie. Such a good one. New Uh, Cinephobe out, huh? Coming out today? Tomorrow? Today? Which one? Uh, Good Luck Chuck? Good Luck Chuck. Oh, man. That is a horrible movie. Who's in that movie? Uh, Dane Cook. Oh, God. Dane Cook, Jessica Alba. I remember now. That movie is, like, I think the first movie I've I've ever watched where I didn't laugh once. Did you laugh at The Irishman? 
Man, you know what? I haven't watched The Irishman, and I think I have no interest. Uh, I think I've just decided at this point, I don't care. Uh, there's some scenes, though. You've got to see a couple scenes. There's some good ones. So all I've seen is the clip of him beating up the shop owner. Oh, my God. And uh, and, and Michael Malloy oh, said it looked like Team America World Police. <laughs> and and now that and I think I'm good with just that. Johnny Athletic. What's up? Talk about mob name. How about that? Johnny Athletic. Johnny Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he just wears the sweatpants all the time, you know? That's the it. Adidas, the full suit. Yep. With the <laughs> zip gold up. chain. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> gotta put I gotta keep my brand going. Oh, oh, it was it's Stephen Graham who played Al Capone on uh Boardwalk Empire. There's a scene with him and Al Pacino in which they're talking about Al, uh, um, Stephen Graham's character is late to this meeting. Oh, yeah. And they debate what, how late is, you know, too late. You know what I mean? Right. 10 or 15 minutes. It's really good. It's really the funniest. Wait, so if I whole. just watch that scene, then I'm yes. good? You're good. All You're right, totally I'll do that. I'll do yeah. that. I never waited for anyone who was late more than 10 minutes in my life. I'd say 15. 15 right. No, 10. To me, that that was hysterical. I almost wish the movie kind of tilted even further towards comedy in that way, like a Larry David-style um, mob film. But, you know, <laughs> like when Larry's on the Larry roof. Larry David's mob film actually Dude, great. Yeah, like the that. beginning of that curve with Scorsese and Larry David. You've ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Slapping the people with the money. <laughs> They should collaborate, man. Those two guys should collaborate. You heard it first, people. Didn't think I was going to find out. Huh? Is that what you thought? If you were me, you wouldn't have found out because you're stupid. Got a little greedy? Sorry, boss. You're sorry. You're sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, you want the money? Is that what you want? You want money, you fucking idiots? Hey, take the money. There's like someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear yeah. it? Congratulate them on the set. This is the basketball buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason. With Zach Harper. Oh man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. Kristen's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA that I've ever heard in my entire life. I've seen the machine in the basement of Madison Square Garden turning out $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, this isn't for weed. This is a you know, lifetime achievement award. <laughs> right now, that is I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South will rise again. I'll tell oh you boy. that much. Oh. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. I would apologize. Leo went in and out. The whole time you were here. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. <laughs> he may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. Is my mic on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of women have pictures in the dating apps with Jeff Goldblum. It's enough of a thing that Jeff Goldblum has commented on. Right, if they get caught, he gets thrown in jail. The mecca of basketball. Are you making calls for Fred Cat? Because Cat's has been killing it. I don't know if he's that good. <laughs> Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new What's up, buddy? Have you guys ever uh, grocery shopped online? Yeah, no. so so it's there, weird, man. I did it in like 2000. Okay, what? There was so, a there was a I've thing never... called Webvan, 
There was a yeah. thing called Web Fan, and I did it when I went to San Diego State because uh, I thought it would be easier and I didn't have a car, and it was an awful experience, so I never did it again. <laughs> it's weird because, you know, like when you go to the grocery store, you kind of have a workflow. You yeah. know, you start in the veg, you work around, and you're like, you know, I'm awful about having lists, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I need some of that shit, you know? And so I've had a tab open since 7.30 this morning. I've got seven <laughs> things in my cart. And one of them is five of something. Go shopping, so man. Please. <laughs> Go shopping. I got work, Jade. You need All to this be basketball able to, isn't going to watch it, it, itself. If if your sure. life is so unbalanced that you can't go shopping, it's a problem. Well, I just, you know, prioritizing my time. But you need to get out and engage yeah, those people shop at for the an hour and 40 That's right. I've been, I've been, <laughs> no, no, I've literally been halfway grocery, grocery shopping for over three hours. Get out I there. Just talk keep leaving talk it to Granny. And going back. Ask if that cantaloupe's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in Texas. The cantaloupe is always right. <laughs> hey, hey, Waz, when is uh, Monty McCutcheon gonna make your, uh, your style? Is. Is. What? He's the he's Kidding. the re- he's the referee Christ that dresses God. like a 1920s magician. I didn't know he had like a style to him. What, what, yeah. Is he like is he like it, one of those refs on call type of things now? Is he? Uh, he runs he the, like runs the refs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah, he's he, like the guy that the NFL calls and they're confused about whether a catch hit the turf while he was tumbling with it, oh, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That's Steve Javi that they okay. use for that. That's to hit you with a, a pick in the chat, was. Who's got the slick back? Hey, this is Monty McCutcheon gotta, having the 1920s magician I think that's aesthetic Javi. is pretty amazing. Uh, the slick yeah. back is Javi. Javi, Javi could have been in the Irishman. Scott Foster's got the mob thing going on. Badass. Sat next to Scott him one Foster? time. Scott Foster? Badass ref. Incompetent. You ever, I know, but you ever see? He's jacked. He is jacked, dude. He would kick my ass hard. This is, yeah, this is trolling on a different level. But this is how um, he always dresses, Was This is how he always <laughs> yeah. dresses. That's like, not, this is, not, this might be like, mild. I don't know if I want my ref to dress like that. The, the whole look at me type of attitude. Well, I don't know if I want suit, that. He's not a ref, His though. suits are huge. Huge, <laughs> like we're talking like NBA players in early two thousands. <laughs> like they're huge. The uh, the the Scott Foster Chris Paul story from tampering the other day, oh, or my. I guess it's more of a Chris Paul versus the ref story that Scott Foster is like a part of. Smoke him if you got him. Get your <laughs> get your Chris Paul takes out. <laughs> John, do you have any more Johnny? Kay? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna. Are you just kind of trying to get me going here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Arnovitz used to say that. Smoke him if you got him. You know, get, uh, all your stories about the particular player. Oh my gosh! I uh, mean, the career is widening down. You know what I mean? I could have burned any bridges now. <laughs> <laughs> well, has anybody cared about access to Chris Paul? <laughs> uh, I mean, course. he's actually pretty good with that stuff, right? Yeah, I feel he's, like we get those stories. Yeah, he's good yeah, at the media. Yeah, it's right out there. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players, honestly. He's good. The stuff that people don't like about him is is, is warranted. No, yes. it's not. Well, Dude, like, get on the line. The get sucks, ready for right? the free throw is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing is bullshit. Even Adams, check too? into the game. <laughs> yeah, are you he's saying walking to where he's supposed to Everyone else? <laughs> they really about? do have to speed that up, though, right? There were like Come on. six people. The, the only there was only one person who was 
at the block ready for a free throw. And it was Chris Paul just chirping in Foster's ear. And that was it. Everyone else was like totally scattered all over the court. There was no delay happening at that moment. Am I right, though? Do they not need to speed that part of the game Substitution? up a little bit? Sure. Well, I think they're. Sure. I think they use a little bit as like some some rest. Yeah, yeah, totally. They do. Although, I think it's an actual league wide scam to keep you know keep the big players in the game longer, right? Probably, as yeah. opposed to if you have a faster tempo, you gotta you're gonna have to sub out guys quicker. That's so. why I don't think we're ever gonna get to a point where you know you shoot one free throw for two points or any of that right. any of those ideas because I think I I totally. believe they want to speed up the game, but not not yeah, when it. Not, uh, yes. Takes away the rest of the players. That's good camera exactly. time. Oh, it's great camera time, man! Right? Oh man! I mean, think about think about the iconic sort of free throw moments that we get. I mean, like throughout NBA history, like the Nick last thirty years. Nick right? Anderson. There's a lot of stuff. Michael Jordan shooting with his eyes closed. You know? Yeah. A couple of years ago, when I did the Haverstroh LeBron free throw uh, video with him. They actually kind of ruined that time with ads. They kill it with that, especially locally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, because so, it was yeah. it was really yeah. hard to actually find clean shots of LeBron taking free throws because of all the nonsense. It's a lot of like ticket sales and yeah, yeah. all kinds of shit. Yeah, Kevin Harlan's doing Burger King reads. <laughs> That's another reason <laughs> why they Whopper. can't speed it up. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Angry Whopper was good. Too. I'm just like load up the te- load up the shirts with ads and speed up the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, so when like, I would run hockey subs in practice, and I'd love to see the NBA flirt with that. That would be absolutely chaos. Yeah. Oh my god! So <laughs> I, I actually pushed for this in the All Star game, where where you could you could sub guys in on the fly, but you had to come in obviously behind the ball, right? Um, and if you you know like it's a technical foul if there's too many guys on the court. And I think it would be fun, at least for the all-star game. That's how I did it in practice for scrimmages. It was good. I mean, it kept the flow moving. You didn't have as many timeouts, I don't think. Um, yeah, it would be, it'd be interesting, at least, again, in an all-star game type environment. I doubt you'll ever get it in a, in a real game, but hockey subs is fun. Guys, uh, I believe Seth is part of this now. <laughs> yo, yo. Hey guys, ah, the best joke. Seth, I, <laughs> Seth, what do I what do I have to do to get you to change your last name so Jade never makes that joke again? <laughs> How much is it going to cost? Oh, I'll, I'll pay. I, I I'll pay whatever. That flew over my head. Was it ten thousand? Right? Oh. Why are you laughing hysterically about? I, I didn't even. I didn't even catch that. I'm yeah. so I'm so used Seth to that specific joke. It's part of this now. Yeah, I'm so used to people making yeah, that specific joke. Yeah, now I, I just don't even hear it anymore. It's one of your worst jokes of all time. By, by worst, you mean best. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I do have a question, though. Like, I was just trying to think back. When was the last big upset in the NBA playoffs? When was it? Um, The fucking Cavs? <laughs> that was yeah. a huge upset. <laughs> oh, the Cavs. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The Cavs was a big one. The Mavs, when they beat LeBron and them, was huge, too. That's true. That wasn't up. That was that an was, upset. I, I mean, think. that was eight years ago, though. Yeah. But yeah, like, because, like, in the hockey playoffs, for instance, you see it a lot. Oh, there's you know, all you, the time in hockey. It's almost goalie, all it man. takes is a goalie, man. Right. Ridiculous. But the, yeah. four, the, 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 the seven game format of the playoffs kind of like, you know, lends itself to eliminating the possibility man, I miss, of. A, I miss those five upset. game series. Man. Exactly. Yeah, bring that back. The first basketball, basketball, bring back the five. 
honestly, it's an amazing single elimination sport, which is why March Madness works so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll never get that in the NBA. But God, man, the five games, I, like if we had three games in the first round and five games, you know, in the next couple rounds and then seven in the finals, I actually think you would get yeah. increased viewership. They'd make more money. It would be incredible. Absolutely. Everything Can I get nervous uh, for a second? Everything. Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Get nutty. Always. Uh, so, so a friend of mine is uh, runs analytics for the NFL, and he did a study a couple years ago where, like, the number of games it would take in each sport to have the best team win, like the same amount, and it would for the baseball playoffs, it would have to be a something like a best of eighty three series for to, for the best team to win what as frequently it, what as it feels a basket, like now as anyway. Might as well. I know, <laughs> right? But so it's just like so. What you're saying, like seven games is plenty to figure out generally I speaking who the best team is in in a basketball series. But sometimes, like, it's just not as compelling as having an upset, right? Like the the right, no. the a little bit of chance in there, I think, is better. You know. Uh, oh, somebody gets hot, hits 12 threes in a game. You know, Zach Levine has a game, you know, uh, not that the Chicago Bulls were making the playoffs anytime soon. Right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think yeah. that 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 chance being taken out of the playoffs, you know, not okay. not as good. So two years ago, we had technically two upsets, but I don't know how big they were. Uh, Pelicans swept the Blazers. That was a, I mean, that was a big upset. It was an upset, but they had the yeah. best player in the series. Um, and then, uh, the jazz beat the thunder in the same, same playoffs. That was an upset yeah, too. That was an upset, but I mean, was Portland was Portland last year an upset against maybe. Denver. I would uh, say, so. what was it? A two, three. Denver should Does that really count? Fast, it was two, man. three. I don't, yeah. Maybe because Denver was at home for game seven. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that, when, uh, when Portland beat the Rockets, uh, on like Dame's walk-off Dame's shot. shot, that was big. Yeah. Yeah, was that it? Was that, I don't I don't remember. That was like I don't, was that like I a think, six I think, three? I think that was a six three. Yeah, yeah, but that was I mean that was that that the, they were the lower seed though, weren't they? Yeah, um, Sixers beat the Bulls when Derrick Rose got hurt. That's not enough. The, that doesn't, that, well, yeah, but that was a one eight, right? Yeah, but Rose was out. So. But Rose being hurt. Yeah, but the Sixers had Evan Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that. <laughs> it's a wash. I found uh, Monty McCutcheon, guys. Yeah? He's also starring in Boardwalk Empire. Killing time here? What's happening? There it is. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty pretty good. (laughs) That's him. Welcome to the Basketball Buds Podcast. I'm Zach Carford, joined by John Krasinski, Seth Partner. We've got Dave DeFore. we got Wazzy Lambre. We might be joined by Ethan Strauss later if he can get his internet and his friend to uh, to leave. Uh, and, of course, Jade Hoy producing the whole shebang. Uh, but, guys, I believe that we're not celebrating the game enough. I believe we're not celebrating the game time action enough. And we're talking too much about transactions these days and what's wrong and all this yes. stuff. Last yes. night, two game winners within like 10 seconds of each other. Derrick Rose just abuses Drew Holiday in the middle of the floor, gets a wide open mid-range jumper, knocks it down cold, score score was tied. He gets the game winner as the buzzer sounds. Hilarious call from Joel Myers of the Pelicans <laughs> broadcast. Just so dour and so down. <laughs> Ninth straight loss to the Pelicans after Derrick Rose says, uh, you know, basically excuse my language, but I'm built for this shit. And Nemanja Bialica, after Russell Westbrook goes the length of the floor, scores a layup on Buddy Heald, 
starts yelling to the Rockets bench, game over, game over, to put the Rockets up two with one second left. Professor Big Shots, Nemanja Bialica, hits a 35 wide open three, 35 foot wide open three, knocks it down. Then after the game, he says, Fuck it, we deserve this win. Walks <laughs> off. This is what basketball is all the about. The league sent out guys. a memo. Legend. The Legend. league had to have sent out a memo. They're trying to get ratings up. Oh man, that was but, fun, man. That was a. And we also had, like we had a we had a, a close Raptors Bulls game at the same time. Like there was that was a great night for league pass. Like yeah. just a great night. Like that was fun basketball last night, Dave. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen. Anytime you have two game winners like that, and then. You brought up Toronto and Chicago, which is a game that should not have been close because the Bulls are, you know, a dumpster fire and, and Toronto's a good team. But even that, you had Gasol making big plays to really seal had the a game. Huge I mean, block against yeah. uh, Larry Markinen yep. and then uh, and then got the stop against Zach Levine at the end there. Yep, exactly. And so I mean that that's the stuff, and this is where, you know, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Like regular season, it still has good basketball. Like these teams are actually trying especially this year because you know there's there's so much parity and I think home court advantage is going to matter a lot in the playoffs so they're actually playing for stuff um yeah that was that was a lot of fun I, I got a question for you though was the Derrick Rose push off as bad as the Jordan on Brian Russell push off like oh man he put his Ooh, ass in on, a man. blender man that was Ooh, a great move that's a great know. move and I don't know he's actually moving away from the guy like, no, body no, is taking on. him away from yeah, Here's the thing, too. Mike, Mike didn't push off. That's his bad defense. Mike didn't push off. <laughs> when, okay, Here come you, the fun if police. You, if you remember, I, I don't remember if it was game one or game two of the Eastern Conference Finals when Reggie Miller just shoved Michael Jordan to the ground. Shoved like, him. that's a push-off. Push. Like, you know, like what, what D. Rose did right there is just, I just spun away from you and it I got to do something with my shiver. arm. Oh, oh man! It was a great uh, shot. It was a great shot. And it, by the way, to do that to to Drew Holiday, yeah. who is yeah. you know one of the best Easily. guard on ball defenders in the league, was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to be Drew today. Got to feel like you, complete ass. You know, Zach. We say this all the time, but if you're actually looking for quality basketball, there's plenty of it to find it in the NBA. If that's a what lot. you claim to care about and want. Yes. I don't know. Well, it's just I'm, me. You know, I'm glad Zach brought up the transaction stuff because you know, Waz, I was listening to you on the ding last week when you brought up the fact that the hardcore NBA fans are nerds and they identify more with the the GMs than the players, and that's why so much of the media has turned to we're got to talk about this contract. Oh, this guy's going to be a free agent in, in four months. They need to trade him and all this other stuff. It it has sucked the fun out of the sport. And I think last night was like, like a great example. And the league should be highlighting it. You know, let like they should be saying, hey, look, man, there's a lot of good basketball going on. Let me tell you, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I remember. Name I, names I remember, was. I'm not, I'm not going to name names. But I mean, I feel attacked already. You don't have to. People are going to understand what no, I'm talking Seth, about. Seth actually loves basketball. Like I remember when I remember when there was a fixation on the contract of one Jay Crowder because he made a couple of threes one year. Only and it was the too. best contract in basketball. And I remember, I'm like, Jay Crowder can't do shit for anybody. Like, if Jay Crowder's changing your life as a team, your team sucks. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that, like I just, but I just remember distinctly, like, oh, my God, they signed him for 20 
58 million and he is just a dynamo. And I just remember being confused by that. And then, and then I remember reading something and the the rookie extension of Trey Lowes came up (laughs) during his rookie year. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, first of all, like now that like Trey Lowes had a nice little start to his rookie year, he was a big guy who could kind of shoot. I'm kind of like secretly still obsessed with Trey Lowes, stupidly. But is it it because he's Rudy Gay's? Relax, relax. But but like just the idea that like you know the media coverage of that team included what his contract extension would look like four years down the line from a guy that we don't even know is gonna actually be an NBA rotational player. I was like, yo, I, I literally had to step back from my laptop, like, yo, what are we what are we doing <laughs> as like you know a basketball view in public? So I agree with you, Zach. Like honestly, there's like. Good basketball happening all the time, and anybody who actually cares about it can find it and enjoy it. I know I am. Well, also, I'm there's just... plenty of time for that transaction stuff. Yeah, it's right? called the off the moment season. during the season of where course. where we need to discuss it. Of December fifteenth is coming up, right? January fifteenth is coming up. Trade deadline. Like, there's tons of times for it, but man, there's a lot of basketball being played. Probably too much, and there's some of it's really, really good. Like last night. You know what was fun is last night and John. Um, it just like it. It reminded me of the frustration of watching the Bielitsa play for the Wolves, <laughs> and just like how he he would have these open threes and he wouldn't shoot. Now, obviously, last night's a much different situation, but I saw like as he's like fading out to you know towards mid court, and I saw PJ Tucker slip, um, and like he's like around the I want to say around the top of the key, and he slips, and you can see like a panic on PJ Tucker's face as, as in that yes. moment when I watched the replay. Like you see the panic. But when when Bielitsa got open, I just I just remember thinking, like, <clears throat> please throw him the ball, because <laughs> for whatever reason, like, I just knew it was one of those moments where you like, I just knew it was going in. I knew like yeah. if he I don't care where he shoots it from, like this will this will go down. Uh, this will be a buzzer beater. And then as soon as he got the ball, I literally stood up off my couch and put my hand in the air. Like, I, and I, don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit who wins between the Kings and the Rockets. Right. But I, like, I was just one of those moments where I was like. Oh yes, this is happening. And then he knocks it down cold. And then I went back to the Pistons game. And I was like, wait, what just happened here? And I had to rewind and I saw the shot. And I was like, this is great basketball. It was it was awesome. And that's right with with Bielitsa, it's funny because when he just gets it and doesn't think, like, don't think meat, just throw. Like if he just <laughs> grabs it and shoots, like it looks smooth. Everything, the 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 shot form is great. It's free and easy. And that thing finds the bottom of the net more often than not. I think the frustrating thing watching him over the years has been, you know, that he has those moments in him that he can handle the ball a little bit, that he can pass it a little bit, that he can defend, but he just has always been in his own head too much. And so then he's hesitating and he's kind of doubting and he's, you know, kind of looking over his shoulder to when he's going to get pulled out of the game and things like that. I think he has sometimes confidence issues but when he is actually just playing free and playing well and getting in those moments where it's, I'm just going to let my natural ability take over, it's fun to watch. And he is incredibly talented. It's just a matter of him getting out of his own head sometime to, to make things happen like that. Seth, I want to give you a chance to respond to the subtle shots that Waz took at you. It wouldn't I, name the, names, the, but there was nothing subtle about any of them. That was just direct <laughs> frontal punches in the face, like just tap you know, like, tap. 
Yeah, tap yeah. tap, just like the game tap. Yeah, yeah just like <laughs> two pieced me like, like he was Chris Childs or something. <laughs> oh wow! So now Seth's calling himself the Kobe Bryant of, yeah. of analytics. Mm. Well, that, See, okay, that's an unfortunate. Think, that's unfortunate on my part. I think, <laughs> I think painting that as analytics is is kind of. I think the transactional stuff and the people who care about analytics aren't one in the same. I don't think like I think that's two think different type of decent Venn diagram of it. But I think there's a decent Venn diagram so. of people really who care about don't. transactions who like believe in the eye test and all that crap too. I think a lot of times the 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 analytics is just explaining the shit that you like to see, right? Um, you know, whatever you like seeing about Luka Doncic can very easily be explained to you um in numbers, like why what you're seeing actually is special. It's not one of those things like where or or 19 straight games of 25 and 5 20,000 Right, there you go. <laughs> It's not that's one of those things where known. Kobe takes like 20,000 game winners, makes two of them, and we all think he's clutch. Like, it's not that, right? So I don't think it's an analytics thing. I think it's uh, people just don't actually like watching the sport. <laughs> that's what I think it is. <laughs> so, all right. I want to get into the opposite of enjoying the game, which is enjoying uh, the tracking of Jersey Untucks. So yeah. ever since the other night in OKC when Chris Paul – I mean, I, I saw the Wolves a couple days after, and uh, a lot of people were just so annoyed with Chris Paul in that organization and, like, so so annoyed with that whole thing. Like, God, that was so ridiculous. But at, at the same time, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I thought it was as smart as the Jason Kidd drink spill. Like, I really do. Like, I think it's one of the most intelligent yeah. moments in NBA history, and it's hilarious. But since that moment... Chris Paul and the Thunder got hit with a uh, with a jersey untucked the next night, I believe. Uh, and yeah. he was yelling like, "Good job! You're going to get on Sports Center." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, I was watching the uh, the Bulls Raptors game last night. There was a jersey untucked delay game in that one. Like it's becoming a real thing, guys. Like there are there are two things that there's no place for in the NBA: Donald Sterling and untucked jerseys. That's <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Well, my favorite was was Chris Paul uh, <laughs> when he got mellow. Like, yes, that was yeah. fantastic. Can't clap at the ref because it's equal opportunity. Said, "Hey, that's a tech." Listen, man. <laughs> hey, people will knock Chris Paul for a lot of stuff, but that kind of stuff. I mean, listen. If you're willing to do, except for the charge, which there's no place in basketball. That's a non-basketball play. But knowing the procedural rules of the game that you're playing just makes sense. Also, right, like also, think about I don't Monopoly. Have a problem with the tech stuff either, because I'm and I've said this already on here. I'm yeah. I'm kind of tired of the, the the dudes carping at the refs. They complain it's way a, too much. It's too much, dude. Especially and it's because just the refs are so stuff. good. The refs are really good. Like they get like it's like ninety seven percent, ninety eight percent of the stuff right, which is why I'm also out on replay. They get they get so much right. Can we just like perfect also, is the enemy of good? Just, also, uh, a, a good. replay shouldn't last more than twenty seconds, right? Like if you why is there not a guy that can just go because we all know ahead before the ref on the floor whether whether the call is right. Why does it take so damn long? If it's got to be inconclusive, yeah, I just anything over twenty seconds just that's not inconclusive. I I also think they're obsessed with the with the refs on the court actually making the call. I don't care. Just have an official. We've done this. We've done this joke before, but John, like, I need to see Ed Malloy order a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ed Malloy. But but yeah, the guys complain too much. But yeah, I'm I'm Team Chris Paul on this 
you know, hey, follow the rules or, or you get a tech if it means my team wins. I'm not, I'm not, hey, I mean, if it works, punching guys in the dick. <laughs> I'm out works, on that. Yeah, that's, that's the line. problem. He's that's the same line. guy that did that, that. That's the if, problem with Chris Paul. If the jersey's untucked and it covers the dick that he would punch, tuck that thing in, but just don't let him punch the dick out. That, that's right. Yeah. That's the line. Yeah. By all means, tuck in the jersey. There's no problem with Chris Paul trying to exploit those rules. Technically, the, the Scott Foster was right to whistle that as uh, as a delay of game and a technical right. that that was right technically. So, yeah, there it, there's no problem with Chris Paul doing that or at least lobbying for it. To yeah. me, the issue is Scott Foster in that moment saying, OK, yeah, you're right, Chris. I'm going to well, get right. It. Like and now they're like, trying that's to prove ridiculous. Point. How so, do you become Scooby Doo in this scenario? <laughs> 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 okay, Chris. Well, I think he got a Scooby <laughs> snack after it. Vomani Jones had the perfect had the perfect analysis of it. He said that only happens with Scott Foster refereeing. Yeah, no one else would have like, done that. No one else. Like, why are you trying to? I, number one, why why are you trying to be a star and 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 kind of swing an outcome potentially like that? Number two is. Look at the rest of the floor. No one was ready to go at that point. There was no delay of game because everybody was right. kind of out of position. Now, earlier in the game, Stephen oh. Adams lobbied for a delay of game on Cat That's when he was Kat coming in. Thirty-five he minutes took, like, to take his ice packs yes, off. It took forever. Like that was a legit delay of game. Like, okay, everyone's waiting on you, Cat. Let's go. Like. This one, it wasn't like everyone was sitting there staring at their watch. Come on, Jordan, get in here, tuck in your jersey. There, there was no delay of game. It was, you know, it, I mean, it just, it was, to me, it boggled my mind that you would call it in that situation. But they, he did call it. And so he did. You're right. And then, and now they're being petty and calling it against Oklahoma yeah. City. And I have a problem, I have a bigger problem with that than I have with Chris Paul trying to get his team an extra chance to win the game. I've got so a bigger problem with the referees. The here. I've got no. I've got a problem with the referees being petty about when they're going to apply the rules, right? Like, like you said, I have no issue whatsoever with Chris Paul trying to point it out. The issue would be with the referee applying the rule. Well, now they're they're being petty toward Chris Paul and applying the rule when they normally wouldn't. So what they need is to be consistent. Just call it all the time, or don't call it at all. Don't blame Chris Paul because you know you got baited into, you know, helping him out. Correct. And, and, and like, if we're worried about delay of game, like let's focus on the stuff that actually delays the game, like the review, the replay review replays. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff that really slows things down, not waiting thir- you know, three seconds for somebody to get a Jersey tucked in. That's just, that's the way that I look at it. Rebuttal. It was so funny. I hope it happens again. <laughs> Fair. It, it, it I, was honestly, fair. I honestly hope it happens to Jordan Bell again. <laughs> oh God! It probably will. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna make him start wearing stirrups. <laughs> We're gonna get the untuck it jerseys. Uh, they're not a sponsor. Ooh, but, mm. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Galaxy. That's the Galaxy brain take. Chris Paul will be. You know what? That should be an endorsement for Chris Paul. Is, is you know endorsing untucked now. <laughs> yeah, all all, in, all uh, advertisements meta now anyway, right? So, <laughs> speaking of things being out, uh, Kevin Love might be out of Cleveland if he has his way, or even if the Cavs have their way, because 
There are Kevin Love trade rumors happening. Shams Tarani of The Athletic reported that uh, Love would prefer to go to a contender if he can, uh, which, yeah, of course, right? Like, that seems – I find it hard to believe he'd be like, you know what? I'd like to go Memphis. <laughs> like, give me to Memphis right now. He really um, likes barbecue. But uh, but with, with this Love thing, he's been so bad. And, yeah. like, I mean, he's been atrocious, especially – Especially over like the last two weeks, he's been he's been even worse. But um, but I do wonder like I wonder if Kevin Love has actual trade value outside of oh we have an expiring with um, with Hassan Whiteside we can move that for Love we get more firepower we're not stopping people anyway for Portland so maybe we can you know work something out in that respect. Um, I do think you put Kevin Love around much better teammates and guys who can throw a post entry pass and and he'll be better. Um, I don't think he's I, like, he's not turning, he hasn't turned into Ryan Anderson by any means. I think he has a lot of value in this league, but I do wonder if that translates to trade value in a way that Cleveland will, will just decide, yeah, screw it. We got to get him out of here. There's only like one team though, that, that can really, I think, use him and, and not get killed on the defensive end. And it's probably Utah just because you have go bear who can cover up for so many of his mistakes or, you know, lack of ability on, on that end. Cause he's, He's essentially a five who can't protect the rim. Right. Yeah. And he's got now not to go into the contract thing, but this is, you know, part of the trade value conversation is that, you know, after this year, he has three years left making like, Ooh. you know, 31, 31 and 30. And oh, so it's declining. Big, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it declines. It declines by like one million. <laughs> and, and so, you know, for a guy that's not like he's not going to be one of your two best players if you're if you have championship aspirations not at this point in his career and he can't really defend he's not going to protect the rim he's not switchy he's not he's not all the things that you would want out of a four in you know 2019 2020 i listen the 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 statement that he that he made the other night i thought was very telling he said if they decide to go that way i've just got to know it's part of the business or if we decide to go that way mm. it's part of the business which all of this, this trade rumors, I mean, we know where it's coming from. He doesn't want to be there. And so now, you know, his, his team is working to try to, you know, make him seem like there's a lot of discontent and let's see, get him out of there. See, this is what I like to, what I've dubbed the Iman Shumpert rule where you don't get to make trade demands if you have no demand out there. <laughs> you now, know hold saying? on a right. damn minute, Waz. We are not going to compare Iman Shumpert to Kevin Love. No, but you know who I will compare him to? Carmelo Anthony. How are they different players at this Ooh, nah. point? I don't like. There I don't is. see it. I like. I don't see how they effectively are different players. He can't go out and get his own shot. He needs yeah, people oh, to do that for no, him. No, he absolutely can get his own shot. Who? He, he Kind Kevin of shots Love? are we talking about? Yeah. He can score in the post. He can score in the mid post. Like he's no, he can absolutely go get his own shot. Okay. He can get his own shot. He can get his own mid post. Um, 12 foot is according to Zach Harper. Um, he's are a civ on defense. He's are you a, serious? I, I don't think he's, he's an, a good he, offensive he can player. Still, he no. can still be an elite rebounder. Can he? Yes, absolutely. Elite Zach. He has been a, he's a guy that Minnesota, he gets, dude. He's a guy that moves the ball. It's because he's been playing next to Tristan Thompson. Like he's a he's a he's a great passer in the okay. half court and the full court. Like he has skills that that Carmelo does not show. So I think that's unfair to use him as a Carmelo. Like get like is, are they the same level of score now? Yeah, maybe. 
but there, but he does a lot yeah, more. But what I'm saying, Zach, is that he makes thirty times more. Of course, <laughs> that's well, now. That's the point. That, now, but not no, not mellow, not mellow on OKC. No, right. but he's the, not Jay no, Crowder no, 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 with Zach, a lot of value. Zach, Zach, Zach. The comparison that I'm making is that we spent all this time talking about Mellow and him trying to find a team, and this is a guy trying to find a team on a minimum contract. Kev Love's trying to find a team with three years, if, thirty mil per contract. Sure. But if Kevin right. Love, with a similar Kevin skill Love, set, that's not a, not, a, but not a similar, not a Come similar on, skill set man. at all. Like, not a, Kevin, Kevin Love's a Kevin better Love. player. He's Kevin Love is a better player right now than no. Carmelo. No, he has skills that Melo does not have. Right. But he also has $30 million coming right. to him every year for the next, you know, three years. But that, but that matters, though. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, but if, relative if, to a minimum contract. If Love was on a minimum contract. $100 million, that matters. If Love was on a minimum contract, he'd have 30 teams trying to get him. Hey, let, let's, let me ask. But, I want to ask John a not, question. But he's not, though. But he's not. That has to factor in. $100 million for whatever the fuck it is Kevin Love gives a team. Of course. And a minimum contract for whatever it is Carmelo's giving you. I'm like, I mean, give me the minimum. I'm sorry. Like, oh, not, of course. A commitment of $100 million. But what I'm saying is, like, when Carmelo couldn't find a team, everybody was like, hey, what are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. It's Carmelo and this and this and that on the minimum. How is Kev Love finding a home at 100 mil for what I, he I provides? Have a, That's I have a solution. And, and I, think, I think John's opinion on this uh, is very important. John, who says no? Andrew oh. Wiggins for Kevin Love. Oh, man. Oh, boy. You, you want to bring him back, huh? Reunited? I mean, it, listen, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns is another guy that he, he might be able to play next to. Well, but I, I mean, I think that you need, so I'm like right now, I'm, what, like, what about Miami right next to Bam? Like, doesn't that make more sense than it makes a lot of sense, but they're not going to, they're not going to sacrifice 2021 cap space. Right. Probably not. Yeah. But like, I'm just looking at for, for fits like, like here, I mean, with, with towns and love, like towns is a stretch five and then you have love a stretch four and, but towns, you can capitalize we, on love's offensive rebounding. As well. You could definitely do that. Like they, they need help on the glass. In but six years. They, but they, they, they need. They also play next to Tristan Thompson, though. They need defensive help. Like the Wolves right. need the Wolves need defense next to Towns, not right. you know, not they another also, shooter they also in the don't front need court. Jarrett Culver and Josh Akogi running pick and rolls. They yeah, don't need yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they need they need a point guard. Like what they need is a like a a real point guard who can breathe and pass. Like that's. That's what they need more than anything. So I, I don't think that and, – and the Wolves are also hesitant on uh, taking any cap space, you know, clogging up cap space going further um, for a player who is kind of longer in the tooth. So that's why they didn't get on Russell Westbrook. That's why they haven't gotten in on Chris Paul because they want younger um, springier next to Towns. And so I don't think that will work here. But – um, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone else take a run at him. I think he he certainly can give more than what he's given right now to that team, which Kevin seems Love like a mess. Be killing people at his new location, you'd be killing people right now. Mm. I, I don't understand. That's not necessarily how trades work, though. I, I understand. I'm just saying, like, what, uh, like, but he has do. What is I he mean, doing a, for you? Even on Minnesota, you trade him for Wiggins. That team is better. No, no, they're uh, no. not. Uh, no, that's no. the worst trade. <laughs> like, but that's because, like, but that's Wiggins of this year, not Wiggins of the past. Like, if Fair. it was Wiggins of the past, that's a good trade. That's not. That's not yeah, a good right. trade now. If it's it was Wiggins Kev of the, Love of the past, it's a damn good trade. 
I tell you that much. So can I can I can I quick pantomime like what the conversation with Kevin Love is gonna would go in in my guess in in most front offices right now? Sure. It's like yes. yeah, Kevin Love. Yeah, he's he's available. They 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 might even uh, give us something for him. It's like yeah, okay, he's. How's he doing this year? He's not playing that well this year, but it's a tough situation. Okay. Maybe he's still got he's got something left, though. He got some skills left. What's he making? 30. Ooh. Ooh. How many years has he got left? Three after this? Ooh. How old is he now? 31? Ooh. Ooh. And then it's just like, it's just, it's all these things. Like, oh, you know, sure. any any one of them is is like you just have to talk yourself into so many different things. But Seth, and you know it's where, such you a know specific it works for teams that won't have that cap space, right? Who don't have a chance of shedding that. Like if you can't add anybody, it's still, who- it's still though, even because then you're, I mean, you're, you know, any, you know, you're depending on where you are as a team, you're worried about the tax line. Sure. That, that's it why keeps I, think you from, it, I think Portland it, it, it keeps is you from a natural fit. I think Portland's a natural fit. Could we redo that whole converse pantomime with uh, the Scooby-Doo voice from John? Uh, no, I. No, honestly, Seth, see, the Kevin Love thing, also, it reminds me of the Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook trade, where I'm like, Russell Westbrook is, I guess, in a vacuum better than Chris Paul, but he's not going to be better than Chris Paul for this team. And he has an extra year on his deal at the same money. I, yeah, but I he's like, don't he's like think 10 he's, years younger. Uh, yeah, but I don't even think he's better than Chris Paul in a vacuum. Like, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is still good. 100% is better than Chris Paul in a vacuum. What we at doing? what? No. At, at what? basketball. In this week's point of contention. Go look at his numbers. He's not as good as Russell Westbrook. Are you out of your mind? What matters, though? Right? Like, basketball. are we trying to win basketball games? Yeah. Chris winning. Paul is more useful to winning basketball games than Russell Westbrook. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the, th- the Thunder last year. I would think Zach, so. the, the Thunder last year. Zach is trying to win the argument the way Russell Westbrook plays, just by force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Thunder do not win 49 games last year with Chris Paul instead of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I don't know, man. Paul George playing at an yeah. MVP clip. I don't know. For half Zach, a season I, until he fades away like he does every year. <laughs> And that's when they stop winning. Chris Paul. They stop winning. My guy. This is the Twitter. This is the Twitterfication of basketball. This is why ratings are down because we try to be too cute with this stuff. (laughs) Out of your mind, Chris Paul is better than Russell Westbrook. (laughs) I mean, only if you care about winning basketball games. Easy. That's it. That's under under five hundred. What are they winning? They got a much worse team though. Yeah, Russell Westbrook shooting like thirty percent. If Russell Westbrook's on that team, if Russell Westbrook's on this team. If Russell Westbrook's on this team with no Paul George, they don't. They're not at ten wins. They're at like six. <laughs> Dave, Dave, he's asking you, to be traded. <laughs> he's a better fit than what than what Russ is next yeah, to Harden. I agree you, with that. If you just put a bunch of average players next to each player, I think you get more from the Westbrook this team was, at this I, point. I, this and I actually agree five with years that ago, was. I'm with you, but this is not Chris Paul five years ago. <laughs> I just think we. I just think we all just wanted to dump on Russ real quick. But, but no, but what there, I, there are plenty of ways to do that without saying something like that. But what I'm saying is the the, the, Wait, the Kevin Love, one of the greatest point guards of all time, is better is than him. That's, better than that's him? Where, yeah. That's 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 I mean, dumping on him. It's kind of. I feel like, I feel like I'm living a meme right now. By the yeah, way, like Chris, Chris like, Paul is kind of old now, though. Like he's 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 he's, he's still. But it like, was, it's not, funny like, is that Westbrook Westbrook did outplay him in that playoff series five years ago. 
is just a funny little quirk in this whole thing. Just saying. Which one? Which which playoff series? The one where Chris Paul choked the game away at the end? Yes. Uh, yeah, that one. No, 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 I'm trying to derail this conversation. That, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul, I mean, anyway, Paul has a have to plus be 13 first. net rating on a, on a bad team, and Russell Westbrook on a good team has a negative five net rating. That's pretty I mean, bad. like, <laughs> that's pretty well, Case closed, guys. <laughs> I just think, I just think. Put um, Chris Paul on the all-star team. I just He's think He's averaging that 16 and six, was. Kevin, <laughs> shooting. oh my God! I just think that Kevin think makes all NBA third team has the same exact problem contractually that Westbrook has. It's awful, and it's going to be awful forever. And I don't think he'll ever play. There's no context under which Kevin Love's contract makes any sense because he's making a hundred million dollars the next three years. Like that is just—it's a wrap for that kid. Moving on. Um, uh, maybe they can, uh, maybe they can order up some kind of, uh, some kind of cure-all. I'm about to do the same thing. Maybe that, maybe that cure-all is burger, pizza party to, to kind of fix what the, the rocket's chemistry is. You know where you can get that, guys? DoorDash! DoorDash! Oh my God. Long day at work, tough day at the locker room. Still stuck in a in a ISO heavy offense? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Your sweatpants are on. You're sick of microwave leftovers. You don't want that frozen pizza. DoorDash, restaurant quality food with the living room dress code. It connects to your favorite restaurants. It's super easy. You just order. You open the app. You choose what you want to eat. Your food's delivered to you wherever you are. You just got to put in your address. That's the that's the hardest part is knowing where you live. That's the hardest part of, of using DoorDash or knowing the address of your friend's place. Maybe you guys are going out. You're going to watch some, uh, some Tuesday night basketball. And you say, you know what? We're going to order in tonight. You order with DoorDash, door-to-door delivery in all 50 states in Canada. That's right. Seth, you can get it. You live in Canada, right? Alaska's kind of the same thing. I live in Wisconsin, dude. Still? <laughs> Wisconsin's Canada, too. Close enough. Close enough. Order it from your local go-tos. Choose whatever from your national restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory, any of that stuff. That's all you got to do is you're going to get $5 off your first order of at least $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BACK. Like back-to-back, that's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code BACK. Don't forget, that's promo code BACK for 5 bucks off your first order from DoorDash. I feel like Wisconsin secretly basketball country. Yeah, there are a lot of players coming out of there right now. What? Yeah, Wisconsin, man. A lot of players coming out of Wisconsin. Like who? Yeah, you your Tyrese Halliburton right now rising there on the go. draft boards. You've got your... Your hero, your hero, making making some noise in the uh, the rookie in the rookie race, and of course, uh, who can deny Jordan Poole, the incredible Jordan Poole? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Kevin Looney also. Don't yeah, forget. Kevin Looney, you know? Kevin Looney, right there. Um, and there are probably some others that I, uh, I'm not thinking of, but a lot of young players coming up through Wisconsin right now for whatever reason. Going all the way back to, uh, to Karan Butler. 
Yeah. Uh, what was he? Racine? Is that how you pronounce that yeah. city? Yep. Yeah. Butler right there. The man who drank a lot of Mountain Dew. Um, Shoot straws. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's it's Mountain good. Dew just a couple of days ago. It was delicious. On purpose? Yeah, I forget. What, where was it? Oh, I was at um, <laughs> I was at KFC, the Colonel. Them 11 spices, Zach. I'm telling you, it's, it's underrated. Feels, I feel like people have... This feels like a trap. People have crept over to the Popeye side, which, don't get it twisted, I'm a Popeye's guy too, but people sleep on the the Colonel's recipe, man. It's pretty good. It's just not very cool to like the big chains. I've heard, though, that the Burger King Impossible Burger is actually good. I'm not paid to say this, but that's what I heard. It's good. I've had it, but it's like the same amount of caloric value as a regular burger. With a bunch of mystery stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. It's all processed nonsense, but it tastes good, and you think you're eating healthy. It does. The placebo from thinking that you're eating healthy is worth it. Everybody's just waiting for Harper to save us with a segue. That's what we're all waiting (laughs) for. Um, Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Here's the thing. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get booed for that Russell Westbrook talk. I'm gonna get booed for uh, you guys talking about KFC. I'm not the one to boo here. Just like Paul George, not the one to boo in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. How about that? Yeah, what, what what do we think he was getting at? So here? he's clearly blaming the front office, right? That's what this For is. For putting like, together a whack team or that's what forcing him to tell people that he wanted to be in Los Angeles. For getting him to break his leg? I don't know. I don't I, know what the deal is. Like, but, like, what but is he, had he these, talking about? He had these comments last night and then wouldn't elaborate on them when I believe Scott Agnes tried to uh, – tried to try to get that you know the the information out of him but he said like look i'm not the one to boo uh in this situation that'll come out later and uh i guess it like is that a shot at larry burr is a shot at kevin pritchard it's just paul george being ridiculous Roy hibbert since it's all Roy hibbert's fault forever and ever anything bad that happened with the pacers from those that time period was always Roy hibbert's fault so this must be too well, also, was, please remember that this is the guy who, at his Clippers press conference, said he always wanted to be a Clipper and grew up a Clipper fan. Paul <laughs> George is a liar. Like, we know that. Like, he, he, he's willing to lie in public to say things that suit his own, you know, little personal narrative. So, like, I don't believe a single thing that comes out of, that comes out of Paul George's mouth. What, like, what we know that you were trying like? to get to the Lakers. We know you told Magic and them you wanted to be, be there. We know your, your little feelings got hurt when they didn't want to send B.I. and a couple of the young guys over directly for you and wait for free agency. We know you were butt hurt that they pivoted to LeBron once they heard LeBron wanted to be there. Like, I don't want to hear it from this cat, man. Like the whole, I, I just, all, I just, all I love to do is fish that, that thing. Is, it's annoying. I'm sorry. That is one of the most insane lies anybody's ever told. I mean, it's that's ridiculous. Like somebody, like somebody saying, I always wanted to grow up to be vice president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the dream job though, right? Vice president. Yeah, that's what backup quarterback. Say. Yeah. That's what they should say. Or backup quarterback. Yeah, Jim Sorgen. The, the idea of growing up in, in the L.A. area and always wanting to play for the Clippers is just something that nobody, nobody, and we know with him. L.A. area. Also, also, that's what I was about to say, yeah. Zach. Snarky L.A. people will say that the other lie that he told is that he's from L.A. Was, from was, was when I was driving up north, <laughs> I drove into the grapevine, right? That's a little mountain range up there, into the grapevine. I was up there. That's a good like hour outside of LA. There's still signs for Palmdale up there of like, hey, go this way. You go to Palmdale. Like that's how far away Palmdale is. Shots to Palmdale. Yeah. Well, 
you know, regardless, nobody, wherever they're from, uh, maybe they will in the future now that the Clippers are good. But nobody growing up when he grew up had that dream. And we also know that he talked of being a Laker fan for the longest time. It's the most just audacious lie. And that that is some intense competition there. It's the most audacious lie I've ever heard from an NBA player by Paul George right there. I believe him. That, that's a high bar. <laughs> the most audacious lie for by, you've ever heard from an NBA player. That's Try to beat it. That's that that, be, that we we, no, you, we you must have find, that's something we more, left off the all decade team. It's, it's more audacious than um, how it's many audacious than um I was hacked. Yeah, I'll tell I you that or, that's oh. actually happened before. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, Clippers fans act, have never happened. So you oh. know, like <laughs> yeah, like do we believe Paul George? Or do we believe that Kurt Rambis didn't know he was liking a porn tweet? No, but you have to combine all the elements. A, the implausibility of the claim on its face, right? That I grew up always wanting to play for the Clippers, which yep. is something people don't say. Combined with how he talked of growing up, having always been a huge Lakers fan for years said it before this happened. This is on record. We got it on tape, on film. Yeah. We got it on yeah. everything. <laughs> like, what if he was just confused? What if he says he's colorblind? <laughs> Oh man, it's it's it's. Look, I, I'm interested to know what the listeners will think the competition is. I know there's a lot of competition there for lying. Yeah, yeah. Shaq, NBA player lie. Shaq lies about almost everything, right? He like lied about the David story? Robinson thing. Oh my God, yeah, he lied about the David that's Robinson. The, that's the Shaq greatest, one of the greatest lies of all time. Shaq is notorious for telling fibs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like my favorite thing about when Amin starts telling Shaq stories is, is is the reaction people have when Shaq starts telling a story. Like people around him are just like, oh, here we go. Like no one's like no one's like on the edge of their seat. Like, oh, I wonder what Shaq tale is gonna happen now. Like, no, that's not what happened. Guys, like, what do you think he's trying to say? For what was trying to say last night that the front office did what? They traded him when he didn't want to be traded, or like maybe, like, maybe they had promised him like we'll get you Jimmy Butler, or we'll get you Kawhi, okay. or get you whatever. like I don't know, like I don't know what they promised him in terms of we'll get you help, but that's my guess, and and yeah, like I I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to believe him because it's funnier to believe him than to believe that he's lying. Well, so I here's just, here's what I think. Um, it's probably something like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll work it out. We'll figure out the best move for everyone. And if it's best to, you know, move on, maybe it's time for that, blah, blah, blah. And then it happens. And all of a sudden the, like the, the PR starts leaking to friendly reporters about, you know, how he, you know, made a promise and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, this, uh, Boston media is of course like super famous for this. You, you, as soon as someone like gets traded out of town, all of a sudden, you know, sources come out of the woodwork talking about what a bad guy and how he didn't want to be there and blah, blah, blah. Didn't talk and there's to probably, there's probably, yeah. And there's probably a little bit about that, you know, happened, happened in Indy to, to Paul George. And it was, you know, it's probably something that everyone talked about and was like, yeah, it's time. And then when it actually happens, Oh, this is bad PR blame the guy. Um, that's like, I think that's more, that's the most likely thing. If, if you, if you were a, a betting man. I know that's boring. Sorry. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> no, we like that. No, I like well, that. But the other part of it is like, I mean, he may not be believing that he's lying because he believes it, right? I mean, all of these star players, especially, live in a different reality from what everything else is going on around them. And so yeah. he probably does 
feel like he was wronged in some way, even if that wasn't the case. And I don't know if it was or it wasn't, but even if he, the, the Pacers did everything possible for him and to do right by him and all of these things, he could still come by, out of it thinking one way and then come back and get see the reception that he gets and he doesn't get like the the fawning standing ovation or anything or the thank you for everything you did here and be like the Tyus Jones tribute video exactly the Tyus Jones tribute Uh, video he doesn't get it so they 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 operate in a different sphere a different realm and that's their way of compensating for any criticism that is lobbed their way sometimes yeah I think what John's saying is dead on I, I think the NBA players being a superstar means never having to say you're sorry um and Everybody does cater to you. You live in a very unrealistic bubble at a very young time of your life when a lot of things are being thrown at you. And I think it's difficult to get an accurate picture of what's going on. I mean, you're almost I don't know if anybody has seen the Twilight Zone episodes, classic Twilight Zone episodes of young Anthony, the little boy with superpowers, where everybody around him is walking on eggshells because they don't want to be put under the cornfield. Actually, now that I keep extending this analogy out and realizing that it's not helping anybody understand anything, really. It was, <laughs> it was, it was just, uh, it just reminded me of it, but it didn't help clarify anybody. Or, just uh, cook, Ethan. Just what's cook. Good, but what's good is you're still wasting even more time with that as you explain why it didn't work. Hey, I just think, I, you know what? Cook it. The theme of the show today is honesty, right? (laughs) We've got players being dishonest. We've got other people and executives being dishonest. And I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to be real with the listeners. That's all I'm trying to do. I don't think that's the case at all. But we'll get into (laughs) speaking of dishonesty. Let's get into ratings myths. Uh, I don't know. Should I keep I feel like I need to stop talking about ratings. I don't want to. I wish you would. It's a depressing topic. But, you know, what else do we got here? Yeah, I don't. Your story did numbers, man. I was I was looking at those metrics. Actually, I just looked at the comment section. That's all. Yeah, that's all. You can't look at the metrics. (laughs) What about Thonggate, Ethan? Nobody knows if I'm doing well or poorly. But look at the engagement. I do, I do think, I do, I do think the streaming, I think the streaming that. stuff is actually going to save this whole thing. I really do because I think the streaming rights will bring in huge revenue. Well, it's uh, got to work. Am, Amazon and Google have to get in on it. If no, if no one goes right, if no one, if no one truly throws their hat into the ring, then it's just what Fox versus ESPN for streaming rights. Like, yeah, okay. No, then it, I. Look at all these. Look at all these. 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 Like you know, Disney. You know, bigger Crackle. picture. You got. You got Disney. You got Disney Plus. You got uh, NBA Plus. Apple Plus. You got. You, no, but these. These are. These are these massive media conglomerates, and and you know, the NBA is like relatively small potatoes. But like, if if the only place you can get NBA like online is to is to you know do Disney Plus, and then they they can charge thirteen dollars a month instead of twelve dollars a month or something, then. You know, maybe that's that's how how much is that worth since they have money and patience? I don't patience know. If many and, Americans are paying extra for for their plus for the NBA. I, I just I, don't. Right now, I don't see that. Or if that's if that's the decision point between if well, I can go, I can do Prime Video, or I can do Disney. The the, the point is, um, and you, you may or may not be right, but that doesn't that's that that doesn't. You know the irrational exuberance of the exec pushing it is might win yeah. the argument anyway, and then that's as, you know that's as, the as, number as with, with eight Godala, zeros. As Andre Godala says, when it comes to getting a big contract, all you need is two. That's all you yeah. need. Is, yeah. you, you, right. just, you need you need a bidding war. 
for leverage. You need it between two. Now, I, I, I would love to know what's going on in the Turner offices. If they see the NBA as a lifeline they are desperate to cling to, or if they're going, we need to pivot, um, we lost. I mean, if you remember when they signed the TV rights deal, Turner laid off 10% of their workforce immediately afterwards. It seems like they bit off more than they could chew um, by holding on to the NBA. And so I that's something I actually don't know anything about is how has this worked out for Turner? What are they looking at? Because an under, I think an underrated story, and I gave it a brief mention uh, in the article I wrote, is that Turner's popularity or TNT's popularity for completely non-basketball reasons has taken a big hit just because they can't generate a hit. Uh, that was the most had, interesting thing in your article, I thought. They, they had mm. a hit with the closer with Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. And, you know, they would regularly with that show get seven, eight million viewers. Um, and then Kira Sedgwick, she uh, she retired. Uh, she stopped doing that show. They didn't really replace it with another show. I think Rizzoli and Isles might get three to four. Franklin million. and Bash didn't do it. We need <laughs> it. Bring it back. <laughs> is, TNT Animal, I saw, I saw, is TNT Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, none of these Ellen, shows. Ellen Barkin, baby. Hold on, didn't they? Didn't they have one of the Tyler Perry weird shows too, or was I'm that shocked, TBS? I'm that, CBS? I'm shocked I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever it is, their highest rated show, rated shows do half the numbers of the closer, and they mm. haven't been able to replace it, and so they've gone in pretty short order. I think a few years ago they had 92 million subscribers, and the most recent reading a year ago is they're down to 87 million. So they've been dropping, and it just shows how interconnected our world is. Whether it's uh, Xi Jinping making a decision and uh, it influencing Daryl Morey's life, um, or it's uh, TNT not being able to fill the Kira Sedgwick void, influencing what's happening with the NBA and TV ratings. Uh, that is that has been an underrated factor is that and let's face it, I enjoy inside the NBA a lot and I enjoy NBA and TNT as a product. I get why the NBA wanted to stick with TNT and the Turner family. It feels like home. I understand it. But there is this aspect of they've tethered themselves to an operation that relative to the others is a little bit podunk. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, very, it's, very not, well. it, it's not a main channel that people care about. It's a random cable channel, really, mm. compared to the other cable channels. And that's not an issue some of the other sports have of having half of their national games on TNT. I think that's 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 a bit of a problem. Yeah, and, and part and part of the ratings thing, my bias comes in here because you know I moved from New York with the most irrational fans like on planet Earth. Like these people will not stop watching the Knicks. Like they will not stop paying ridiculous amounts of money to go watch them lose in MSG. They will not stop watching them at home in MSG every single game. They won't stop. And then you come to LA, where sorry Clippers fans, but Lakers fans are obsessed with their team too. Right. And like literally none of this shit matters. Like, like nothing matters. Like five years of watching guys like Lonzo and Jordan Clarkson and all of that didn't stop them from filling the arena, watching the games every night. Um, and, and I have to wonder, like, <laughs> and again, the Lakers are one thing where um, they've actually given their fans something to be happy about consistently 
for decades, where the Knicks haven't, and they still manage to have fans. I just wonder what's happening everywhere else. Like, like I don't know. I like I don't well, know what it's like to live in say well, Milwaukee. You, you, a meme yeah, you was have sending me cold, some, uh, cold. Yeah, <laughs> a meme was sending me some text messages. How was it? Was it yesterday or was it the day before? I mean, that's how blurry it gets when uh, when when you have uh, an infant. Um, but he was at a Pelicans game. And he was saying, look, I know it's the Pelicans. I know it's Smoothie King. But the amount of empty seats here in this arena, it's insane. And then uh, he sent me some clips of the arena. And I think this is happening in a lot of the lesser markets where mm. there's just such a drop off outside, yeah, it's here. outside of New York. Yeah, oh, yeah, look. it's bad, John? Oh, it's oh, awful yeah, here. It's, it's, I think it's they're 30th bad, in attendance right now. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. Oh, Every night's I- just a dead. When I was in New Orleans after Cousins got traded there, I went to New Orleans for a week and I was talking to people around the city and I was I was having them rank, you know, the importance of sports teams in the area. And the Pelicans came in behind LSU baseball. Yeah. Like there wasn't a single person that I talked. I talked to, I don't know, like 40 people about this, just <laughs> random, just random fans and stuff. And everyone had L- like not a single person put Pel- I'm at a Pelicans game, not a single person at the Pelicans above LSU baseball. Well, I mean, Greg Dykeman was quite the slugger, so I understand that one. <laughs> I mean, that guy would hit bombs. Gorilla ball, right? That's what they played. <laughs> so, so we think it's the small. Well, as always, Ethan, we always think it's the is the fault of the small markets. Um, I, I think it's part of it. Yeah, I don't know how you can deny it, right? Hmm. Well, fault. How do you? What do you mean by fault? That's that's the question I'd ask. Um. What are they doing to make this better? <laughs> have some more children small market <laughs> is what i'm saying like what does like what does having memphis um have a market have a team in the nba like what are they doing to make this overall ratings package better i mean they can't they can't control how few people live in their towns or yeah. in their cities that's it's something that they can't really control um Sometimes it works out. Sometimes you're in a market that's small, but people are engaged. That seems to be the case in Oklahoma City, uh, where it's such a big deal. But you know, Memphis, Memphis, even though the team had an identity and it was quite lovable, it was never that high in attendance in the grit and grind era. And that seems to be something that the NBA has always struggled with, is just getting basketball, pro basketball popular in the South has, has never really worked out for it. And you can look. Well, that's at it always going to be a difficult proposition, isn't it, Ethan? Oh boy. Considering oh boy. Oh boy. you know, oh boy. I mean, it's the just the reality. Football. How warm it's, it is outside, always down there. <laughs> it's just the is reality. Is that what you're getting at? And yeah, look, Greg, Waz is talking about you know Greg Dykeman having hit all those dinners. <laughs> Waz, Waz, you you don't think that you don't think hoodie mellow is different there? <laughs> the, the weather is just nice. Why you want to go inside down there? Listen, listen, listen. It's just the reality of the NBA being the quote unquote blackest sport. Like, and it's true in so many ways, right? It's not just the demographics of the players, but like. When you watch ESPN, the song that they're going to break to is a hip-hop song, right? Um, They don't get Carrie Underwood to do their Saturday night basketball special. They get rap people. Like, everything about the game is black as hell, right? Um, And then I think about, honestly, I, I always think about collegiate sports and how up in arms people get about the players getting paid. And, you know, Bomani talks about this all the time. Like, studies show, like, you can tie racial animus to how passionately you feel about collegiate players getting paid.
paid or whatever, right? And how passionate people still are for collegiate athletics. And nobody's like, yo, how do we market this shitty-ass college basketball? Nobody ever thinks about it. People still love it, right? Um, this, These are questions and problems that the NBA is constantly contending with. And they got to get more creative than most of the other sports because they have a, um, a perception issue. Like, your sport is black, bro. Well, like here, you selling me question. black shit, bro? Like, why should I care about this? How much of this is caused by the fact that, like, the last three years in particular, but maybe even a little longer, almost all the marketing by the NBA is focused internationally. I feel like they just don't – I yeah. mean, outside of ESPN and TNT, like, there's not a lot of NBA stuff that seems like it's focused here. No, yeah, I, 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 I talked question. about it in another article where – Football has this uh, series that's really well produced with interviews, and it's called America's Game. And oh, yeah. you know, you see it's you know, Matt Millen, so it's fantastic. like Matt Millen talking about the 1980 Raiders and the the music and the the score. But beyond just how the NBA doesn't tend to do that stuff, the NBA has every bit as much of a right to call itself America's Game as football does. It just doesn't conceive of itself that way or represent itself that way it's and- <laughs> how much time did how much time did matt millen spend on that show talking about how bad the, the nfl is in 2019 mm. right yeah <laughs> if it was if it was an nba if it, the, the nba version of that that's we I, you know I, they, I, I, I mean that yeah that's a, that's a hobby horse of mine but that's still that it has to, you know, we started this before Ethan got on talking about how last night was really good, entertaining basketball. And we had, the, the conversation is, is always how bad the basketball is from the and how it was, you know, because load management soft and players today don't want it as much. much. And, and all this, all this, like I can I can say from like direct observation that that's just utter horseshit. And and it just it, it bugs me that that's still you talk about like tying to TNT and they're like inside the NBA when they're actually talking about the game, that's how they're talking about the game. And I don't think that's good. The like, media not- partners are bad at this. They're oh, bad at yeah. helping sell the game. And NFL- how much of that is because they don't feel directly connected to it with their job. You know, like if the NBA does well, we do I, well. I also think, I think a part of it is the rules in that. Like, I think, I think players are competitive like I don't buy that they don't they don't want it and everything. I think the rules make it hard to be competitive. I don't think there's I don't think there's any there, there there's I like again it's, this is from standing basically courtside 41 games a year for the last couple of years. I never felt there was a problem with night to night competitiveness. No, no, what I mean what I mean that what flex, I mean, but okay, Seth. <laughs> no, but what I what I mean by that Seth, Seth what I mean is that is that <laughs> does that does that convey to the regular family? It just looks like up close seats, sir. No, we're not. No, Ethan, we're not doing that topic. I know you want to do that topic. We're not doing that. Topic, okay. Um, is is does that convey to the casual fan when it just looks like everyone just wants to score and no one wants to play defense because that's what the the rules kind of dictate? Does that do do fans think that that competition? You see it. We see it like the people up close to people are hardcore into this. But if you're trying to sell the casual fan on this isn't an all star game every night. Right. I think that's I think that competition. I mean, is, I, no, I'm, I think if you you can it, it's not that hard to, to to show, hey, these guys are working really hard on defense and it doesn't matter. Like you talked about the like 
the, the number of different options Houston had to guard on that last play. And they right. guarded six of them well, and P.J. Tucker takes a slight slip. Probably and their best really defender, to, too. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, like four and a half guys, like, suss out these things that happen in a second and a half and react to them, and one guy just, like, takes one bad step and the guy gets open. Like, you know, again, we're not not everyone's going to be into super X and OZ breakdown, but every now and again, hey, these guys are working hard and it doesn't matter because these I, guys are that good. Like, that's not – Like, that's Debbie down no, here. No, you don't. But um, if – you can't sell the Indiana Pacers to a bunch of motherfuckers who consider themselves to be quote unquote basketball crazed. At a certain point, I gotta throw my hands up, right? Yeah. Like they rather watch high school basketball in the bum ass Hoosiers. Well, see, but like at a certain <laughs> point, on. I gotta I gotta put my hands up. Babe. I may what, have a what do you want me to that. do? So I, I've been flirting with the idea that because like the NBA is actually incredibly complicated, like just the basketball in the court. Compared to college basketball, there's fewer actions like it, the NBA just has so many moving parts. And I, I wonder if there's like an intimidation factor as well, where it is kind of there's all this stuff happening. You can't follow all of it unless you really understand what's happening. And I, it's easier to watch college basketball. I, I, I disagree, Ooh, Dave. I I've think a, I think something really? like Victor Oladipo, who I think his reputation is a lot further than what his actual effective level is. But whatever, that's not for today's podcast. But, like, I think watching him play is a visceral experience. Like, it's like, bro, this guy's physically incredible to watch. It's not complicated watching Victor Oladipo get to the rack and make things happen. I don't think there's anything complicated about that. But what I think is complicated is the history of the state of fucking Indiana. (laughs) that's what I think is complicated and the idea that these people self-identify as basketball enthusiasts and they can't get behind that team what are we doing well I mean you don't realize that how you know not integrated the schools are until you visit them even if you're the mayor so that's it's very sorry (laughs) whoa 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 it's still 2019 we got time before we delve into that kind of stuff yeah i'm just i'm 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 sorry i'm i'm i I, you know aside i'm I'm done with i'm done with you mayor pete get all the way out is the problem perhaps that the nba is accelerating in its complexity and, and how professionalized it is and it has different rules than college basketball has which has always been true but as the complexity ramps up within the nba with its own set of rules does that then make it harder for somebody to make the leap are we watching the learning almost- the learning curve yeah like we're watching uh two different ice flows and they're drifting apart and then we're asking people on one of them to leap and the leap is a, a farther leap every year and is that an underrated problem not in terms of the popularity issue we're talking about i'm, I'm shift into something else but i'm wondering is that this weird uh weird issue that these two sports are not the same sport and yet have a connection and one is the feeder system to the other that's another another problem for the nba to deal with uh, i think that the, i mean that the, there may be some to that i think this year is is not uh i mean it's been it's kind of been known for a, a while that people weren't super wild about the the 2019 the perspective yeah, last year was class. a really good, but and that and that was going like that's going three four years ago. The people were like mm, twenty nineteen. That's not those aren't the picks we want, kind of thing. So I can so I so while there may be something to that, it's also this was a particular like particularly 
a poor year in terms of just like the number of guys who were like natural who were who were at the point where they were close to ready. But I also, as opposed to I, the last couple of years. I don't know. Does it actually matter when in year two you have Luka Doncic and Trey Young doing this? Is that like is that rookie class from this year actually affecting any popularity when you have you have two stars emerging? One much more popular than the other, right? But like yeah, you but still have two get stars the hype emerging. Machine ramped up, ramped up behind those kids. The hype machine is is fine. The hype, like I, like the hype machine is. It's not like we're going we're going. Yeah, Luca and Trey are great, but man, I wish we had a rookie like that this year. Yeah. No, they're essentially rookies to so many casual fans who didn't know who the fuck they were last year. That's fair. I just don't know if I don't know if I. Buy I just that. wish now, Luca was now from not, Indiana, man. Honestly, I, I keep saying that. If, I just wish he was from Indiana. If 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 Zion was in was playing right now and he was doing what he did in, in preseason, that I think that would I think that would be different in terms of the hype machine because I think that hype would matter. But I don't know that it's boosting everything to the point where we're like, oh yeah, this is good. The most viewed college basketball game in history featured Indiana State for whatever it's worth. Just throwing that out there. In 1978? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. That yeah. seems relevant. Well, that was white versus black. Yeah, Dude. it was big in America. Dude, Ethan, Rubik's Cubes were like computer games back then. Another another strange, uh, another little strange factoid is that the two most viewed basketball games in history, NBA and college, were uh, both in Salt Lake City. Uh, so apparently, you know. <laughs> that's the mecca just, that's the mecca you know, part part of this is Sorry, there's also so much down. there's so much competition for eyeballs um you know i mean disney plus just came out a month ago there's just a lot and i just think that you're it's a, the environment is different and maybe Let we just you, don't fully disney, understand it yet this disney plus it's not that great I don't have it, and I don't Zach, feel – you're a man you're, 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 in your 30s. Of course you don't have kids. Yeah, you don't have kids. You don't, ha- you don't, you don't have kids. And that's, what, that's what I keep hearing. I watch The Mandalorian, and, it's, and, I, and I'm enjoying it. But then, like, okay, I can watch any of these movies or old shows. I started watching the old X-Men cartoon. I remember loving it as a kid. That shit is trash. Mm. What a garbage product. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined my nostalgia. I was like, this is the bullshit I was watching? <laughs> I loved that cartoon, and I tried watching it. I got through like four or five episodes. I was like, this is just awful. Zach, you used to think that a man got rode reindeer onto the top of your roof while you're sleeping. Hell, you don't know my uncle, okay? And put something He's in your stocking. Drunk. Like, my uncle's a <laughs> drunk. Santa was – Things he, evolved. Yeah, Santa was one of my first moments of contrarianism. I remember we read a book uh, <laughs> in the fourth grade. And it was translated from French. And instead of Santa, their Santa is called Papa Noel. And he goes around on a donkey uh, giving gifts (laughs) to all the little children around the world. Well, you laugh. Everybody in my class laughed. They all laughed and laughed and laughed at how ridiculous and absurd Papa Noel is. And believing in Papa Noel, this guy goes around on a donkey. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. (laughs) And I just remember thinking to myself as as a little kid, thinking, I mean, it doesn't sound crazier than flying around with reindeer. I mean, <laughs> history's first well, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do- donkeys actually, you know, they're gonna hold a, they're gonna hold a. I mean, a don't get me wrong. It's better be than a, a than a reindeer will. It's got to be a fast donkey, and I don't know how the donkey gets on the roof. I would like the French to explain that one to me. I mean, how does that occur? Oh, does donkeys donkey can climb. <laughs> you don't know it. I don't know it, man. 
You better ask somebody. Well, I don't, I don't know that we're going to do better than donkeys can climb for an ending. So uh, that's going to do it for the Basketball Plus edition of the Back to Back Podcast. For Dave DeFore, for John Krasinski, Seth Partnow, Ethan Strauss, Wazzy Lambray, Jane Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for listening.